Hi, my lovely hummingbirds. It's your girl Monroe, and you're listening to Pop Culture. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? <laughs> Hello. So, yeah, I know it is Tuesday morning for all of those of you listening to this now. Forgive me, but last week took a mini break. It was Mother's Day weekend. So I got a little cray cray. I don't know if you guys saw my video up on YouTube of like me doing a review for El Milagro Select Barrel Reserve 100% Agave Añejo Tequila that I got complimentary on behalf of Influencer. Did a whole little YouTube video with my parents in it for Mother's Day. So that was a thing. And Monday, feeling it, tired, brain was everywhere and then some so I didn't have a moment to actually you know sit down and record this thing my apologies but today I wanted to touch upon the subject of mental health one of the things that may is is mental health awareness month and Mental health to me is a very close to home subject as a person with a lot of medical traumas in her life and other life traumas and, you know, depression, anxiety, paranoia, all that good shit. Um, (laughs) This month really becomes one of some deep introspection. But before we get into all that, I did want to take a moment of silence for the passing of Colt Brennan that occurred last week. He, you know, rest his soul, um, former Hawaii quarterback, um, his father confirmed, he told ESPN, (laughs) I was going to say ESPN, I don't know why I was going to send that out, but ESPN, um, Unfortunately, Colt did fall. Um, how how can I say this? I don't want to say fell prey to his demons, but unfortunately, he did struggle with addiction. And last week, um, he did, had attempted that Monday to check into a detox facility in California, but was turned away because there were not enough beds to take him in. It is very heartbreaking. Um, They found him in his hotel room. He had taken a substance which was laced with fentanyl um, and passed away. Um, So let's have a moment of silence, shall we? Thank you. The reason that I, it's so heartbreaking is not only does this occur on Mental Health Awareness Month, but the fact that he was struggling with addiction and attempted to obtain help and couldn't get it because of there not being enough space to take him in. It 
as tragic as this sounds, it is something that happens more often than not, and more so I feel like with everything going on with the pandemic this past year, it was such a commonality. It breaks my heart. It really does. Um, I... My heart goes out to his family and all his loved ones. Because losing someone to addiction, to suicide, to mental health is never easy. It's never easy losing anyone, period. But it's just... Knowing he tried, I think, is is what hurts me. Granted, yes, I know. Monroe, you don't know him. I'm aware. I don't... And anyone out there struggling with mental health, there is help. There are helplines. There's apps now. There's people that you can reach. Please. Please reach out. Because... Trust me when I say you matter. As cliched as that might sound, you really do. So please seek help. I know I've said it a bunch of times before, but my inbox is open and I will listen and I will do my best to do what I can. So, before we fully fully get into everything i did want to like i said you know um sorry i'm itching my allergies are getting to me um asian american and pacific islander um heritage month i wanted to talk about two pioneers in psychology (laughs) right how fitting um the sue brothers daryl and stanley They are brothers originally from Portland, Oregon. Um, They are the founders of the Asian American Psychological Association that they established in 1972. A little bit of background about them. Um, Well, their psychological background. Daryl, his focus is on multicultural competencies, concept of microaggressions, and multicultural organizational development as a whole. And his brother Stanley um, is in multicultural studies, mental health issues of ethnic minorities, and discrimination and prejudice. Can't talk. Um, they, the organization, the association will reach 40 years next year. Um, you can find out more information on www.apa.org. If you guys want to go on there, I was reading up on, like, their history. Um, their history, everything they went through, and, like, what really gave them that push to move forward in, like, those specific fields of psychology. Now, I know I've had conversations with friends and people that, you know, as minorities, right, it, it tends to be such a taboo topic. Like, 
what is mental health and I know myself you know I it's one of those things like my parents are boomers <laughs> um de Mexico so it's like mental health was not something that was necessarily discussed you know it was like my dad always tells me um don't worry be happy or, you know, echale ganas and keep pushing. And it's not an easy conversation to have. And reading their story, I mean, I honestly cried. I've been going through it these past months. I mean, from everything from health issues to life changes, job changes, a lot of change going on. And me just processing everything and trying to assimilate. Honestly, if my therapist had not been there, I would not be where I am right now. And I'm so grateful for him. So shout out, Jeremy. I really appreciate it. Done so much for me. <laughs> but reading their story and, and the push that they had because they noticed especially growing in portland which was predominantly white at that point in time um i don't know if it still is but they they saw that divide when it came to the approach of psychology because while you know the the push was there for more involvement in the minority communities it necessarily did not apply to psychology and back to the conversation that I've had with, you know, people that I've come across. As far as minorities, there is that divide of like, you know, when, when you go into psychology, it really is like, um, I don't want to say it's like shopping for a brand new dress, but like, or a brand new coat, like it really is. I have gone through a myriad in my journey of mental health and it it's removing those stigmas where it's like oh well you're just this because of this stereotype or this is the way that this is being approached they made the push to create their organization in order to include the culture right the culture and microaggressions that minority communities face into how that affects the mental stability the psyche everything that goes on so um my roommate bless her soul she has had me reading this book called the body keeps the score and honestly i've had to read it and put it down and read it up and put it down again because it is it hits right it hits a it hits a few chords and it talks about how you know the body does remember so why am i saying all this what does this all mean what the fuck are you talking about are you rambling possibly it's late at night and i'm past my bedtime i usually don't stay up late no more what is mental health right mental health for me, at first, with my depression and my issues and all the crazy, I ached to be happy. I didn't want to hurt anymore. 
and I couldn't understand what was hurting and I couldn't find the way to explain what was hurting. I just knew I wasn't happy and I wanted to be happy and I wanted to be happy so bad that it pushed me to seek out comforts in things that were harmful to me because they brought momentary joy. And it wasn't until my most recent therapist, Jeremy, shout out again, where he he bluntly asked me, he's like, you know, where are you at? And what can we do to raise your baseline? And I look at him and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about with my baseline? <laughs> and he's like, well, what you're feeling isn't necessarily the fact that you're always low. It's the fact that the highs are so high and the lows are so low and it's, it's a wave. It's about processing your emotions processing what you feel, processing those thoughts and figuring out why it's there and breaking it down, right? Mental health is is about that. It's about being able to process. It's not about eliminating the bad shit because bad shit happens, but it is about adjusting our reactiveness to it. And the reason, like, their story touched me so much is because, you know, growing up as a bisexual Latina in a very strict Catholic upbringing with a myriad of health issues and in a not-so-nice neighborhood and seeing shit, it took a lot of breaking down from everything I had witnessed to everything that I even exposed myself to in my young adult life to understand the why of it all and understand that sometimes you just feel a certain way and that that is okay. Now, sorry, that's a plane flying overhead. (sighs) I, I wish I had a more organized way of approaching all this but honestly my brain is all over the place so bear with me i mean i guess to me the most shocking part is that mental health to some degree is still a taboo (laughs) you know i mentioned last year how in the joker film he said um Something along the lines of, like, people are okay if you have a mental health issue, you just can't act like you have one, right? And, you know, that that still seems to ring true. And one of, like, the most common things that I see shared, especially around this time, is, like, oh, you know, if someone breaks a bone, everyone signs the cast. But if you say, I'm going over here, then it's, like, oh, why therapy what's wrong with you right and i feel like in the day and age of instant gratification um emotions are something that become very easily detached which is sad especially even talking about the emotions and confronting the situations it's not easy i'm still working on it every day 
I try to actively work on it every day with that intent, and it is not easy. You know, I, I see so many stories, and I take some social media breaks because it, it becomes overwhelming. I remember there was a point in time when I told to someone that was dear to me at the time that the reason why whenever, if I either lost someone in my life to suicide or to an addiction or something happened, it shook me to my core because all I could hear in my mind in that moment was the fear of like, when is it going to get me to? You know, because it became this like looming presence of darkness that I was trying to run away from. And I, you know, I, I would see like artists and celebrities and all this shit you know, and, and it, it kind of painted the picture, like, it doesn't matter if you have everything in the world, according to society, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, right, and that, that fear would spring up again, like, oh my god, I have nothing in comparison, like, I, oh my god, it's gonna get me, right, seeing it as like this thing separate from me and I mean of course I studied psychology <laughs> duh right I'm gonna pitch which cosplays Harley Quinn what did we expect um <laughs> but when I was in school and I was studying psychology it all started when I was in high school because I took a psychology course, which was labeled a history lesson instead of a science, and that alone fucked me up, which is why I was so glad that I could find two alive and well and impactful psychologists, you know, to bring forward to you guys instead of just the regular that you hear, like Pavlov and Freud and fucking masters, right? Like, granted, they all did their thing in the ways they did it, and I feel like, you know, the the things that garner the most attention are the ones that are placed into some form of media, right? Like, uh, Masters of Sex was a show, and the, um, oh my god, Stanford Prison Experiment, I can't word, um, and things like that, and for the longest, you know, psychology was seen as that, like, you're laying on a couch and someone's taking notes type of shit, and it's like, mm, it's not really like that, but the layers don't always really get pulled back, and when I was studying it, seeing the history of psychology and the fact that that history is not that long ago is baffling to me, right? The fact that they were out here trepanning, which is the practice of drilling a hole into someone's skull, <laughs> not that long ago, and electroshock therapy was very much a thing, and like, you know, they would tie people up, and 
it, it's, you know, <laughs> total tangent, but on Watcher, on YouTube, um, Puppet History, <laughs> yes, it, I said puppet, I, mm, don't judge me, I love my ghoul boys, and they're doing their thing, and I watch every episode of everything that they post, but one of the things that they say, they're like, yes, yes, history is disgusting and evil, right? And, you know, seeing people really push for a change, it warms my heart, so to say. <laughs> Mental health is in my opinion, beyond just the the illnesses that you see. It is beyond what is portrayed in media. It's so much more. And in a perfect world, it would be available to everyone because, you know, there's, I don't know where I saw it, but there was this whole saying thing where it's like, no one is sane. Everyone has just a varying degree of trauma that they either deal with or don't. I am the queen of self-sabotage and suppression. <laughs> and <laughs> working on it. Not so much anymore. But it goes from everything, you know. It goes back to that instant gratification and that, like, consistent hustle. You know, I mean... And I'm, I'm awful at doing it, but the signs aren't always so blatant. You know, they, they don't become brutally in your face until, unfortunately, it's too late. It can be a multitude a variance depending on the individual. That's why I very much so love when therapy sessions are catered to the individual versus like a blanket, oh, this is what it is thing. It's just my personal preference, but it's, it's so much more, you know, because it can be anything from completely shutting yourself off from the world and going full hermit mode and not showering for days and not taking care of yourself and, you know, binge eating or starving or not hydrating, overhydrating, you know, it's always in those extremes or even in the subtle ways. It can be a friend who you know, went from talking to you consistently to every now and then. It can be from a active person suddenly saying, I'm tired. Because I've said I'm tired or I'm okay so many times when I really wasn't. Because the sense of burden is so heavy. Even though you know, it's, it's one of those where the people we love will always say, like, no, you're not bothering me. No, I'm not a burden. But it's like, 
and I guess this is also because, you know, chronic illnesses, it's one of those, like, if I were to show you how I feel every single day, you would too become exhausted. So, what's left of this Mental Health Awareness Month and moving forward? I hope that you can all take a little bit of time to educate yourselves. Educate yourselves if, if you know someone or if you're dating someone that has anxiety, has depression, read up on it. Learn. And if you are someone that is struggling with it, speak up. None of this is easy. But it can make the biggest change. I have lost more people than I would like to admit. And one of the hardest things for me of it was how could I not notice? If I have it. If I struggle with this shit every day, how did I not notice? And for everyone that has lost someone, it's not your fault. It's really not. And I say that from the bottom of my heart, and I know it is not the easiest thing to, to feel or come to terms with. It's not. For everyone listening, check up on each other. The world is very much reopening, which I'm certain is going to come with its whole bullshit of fucked up nuances and all this shit that is going on because the world is very much reopening. And as much as we were trying to assimilate the being locked away thing, I think it's going to be a whole other bag of worms. For all my mental health babies out there, you don't have to feel forced to say yes and go somewhere. You don't have to feel forced to say, no, I want to stay in. You know, just take it one day at a time. One small step. And you will push forward. Before I start crying on here and blubbering my face off, I wanted to read two separate quotes that I saw that were kind of adorable throughout the week. Um, one of them is by Ava um, DuVernay. I really hope I said that correctly. Um, but the quote was, be passionate and move forward with gusto every single hour of every single day until you reach your goal. And I'm going to add on to that. Make sure you rest, though. Working towards your goals should include rest, should include water, should include feeding yourself, and knowing how to take a break. I know relaxing is not easy when your mind is running a mile a fucking minute. I know. 
but it will help. And the other one is from the Moon Omens page that I follow on Instagram. I mean, I've already mentioned it so many times. This one has to do a little bit more with self-awareness. It reads as follows. You cannot find your worth through another person. You connect to your worth within. And then find another person worthy of you. Remember that. Now, that is not to say you cannot build with another person. Healing does not happen overnight and it is my experience that healing does not stop because every new day comes with its own little set of battles and challenges. But that's okay. You know, I had a very interesting and deep conversation with someone I don't think I spoke to in like a decade. (laughs) Um, But, you know, he recently went on, not recently, I mean, he's been on this journey of self and um, his name is Martin Cubillo. Um, His Instagram handle is at m-a-r-t-e-e-n-n-n and you know he's he's been on this whole you know self-love self-realization um building journey right and he made a post recently i saw it on facebook um and it was about you know the his journey so far and and where he started to where he's at and he was so sweet and sent me over a a screenshot of a post that he did for his birthday and where he speaks on his mental health and how that journey was not easy but it was so worth it and he he made a a comment (laughs) or a in conversation he said something and i was like i'm gonna quote you on my podcast because that was so fucking good he said as follows i also used to think life was about finding yourself but i realized that isn't the case i think it's about creating yourself And I read that and I was like, shit, yes, I, yes, yes, I, mm, I feel that in my fucking core. Oh my God. And then of course I started fucking tearing up because I was like, I'm going through it. And he has no idea how much I needed to see that because the bitch stopped creating. I've been slacking. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I thought those words were very beautiful because so many times I've I've seen it said, you know, I I don't want to survive anymore. I want to start living and what's my question to all of you? What are you going to do 
with your life? What are you going to make of it? Because you hold the power to let this shit that is in you make you or break you. Success is defined as whatever you see it to be. That's all. That is all I have for this episode. I love y'all so much. I am so happy that you are alive. As always, follow me on all my handles at imonroe3, at Drizzit's Wifey, and at Loon on OnlyFans. Les mando mucha paz. Muchos besos. Y les recuerdo que miren hacia la luna. Sending you much peace, many kisses, and reminding you to always look up at the moon. Take care of yourselves. Rest. Get your asses out there and enjoy life. And I'll catch y'all on the next one. Love you. Bye.